team of scientists recently completed an experiment studying the effects of the drug MDMA on octopuses, which was part of a bigger experiment of what happens when you give scientists LSD. <laughs> That's I pretty funny. I That's pretty it. funny. <sighs> so I'm not big on uh, bathroom chatting, but... Uh... One of the rock station guys, he says to me, he says... You mean if you're in the bathroom at work, you don't want to talk to people? Right. Okay. Go in, do your business, wash your hands, go out. There's a guy, I was in the bathroom the other day, and a guy walked in, guy I liked, but he was uh, had his headpiece on, he was talking on the cell phone, walked in the bathroom, did his thing, flushed, walked out while still talking. Yeah. Don't talk to me while you're doing your thing. Man, there was a guy... I just, I don't, I, don't, I, know, I realize I could be a thousand miles away... It's got if, nothing to do with me. I just I don't want to know you're in there. If you're on the phone with me and you hear like some sort of kind of cavernous echo yeah. in there, and I say I'm in the garage, I don't have a garage. <laughs> <laughs> well, so just so you guys know, boy, there was a there was a guy uh, uh, a couple of days ago in the stall doing the serious business, talking <laughs> full volume on his cell phone, totally unabashed. Now I'm pretty sure we can have it done by Thursday. God, I just that is. So, yeah, I understand. Yeah, yeah. That is that is. I, I'm going to have to ask, but I think yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah, I'm pretty comfortable in saying that. Yeah, and, uh, I'm like I'm as likely to do that as I'm likely to take flight. I mean, just the idea that I would do that—that that <laughs> right. is just not, not in my world. I'm not going to do that. That seems wrong on a hundred different levels to me. So For me and them, everybody. Nobody wins. No. Oh, so terrible. lose, lose, lose. You should be ashamed of going to the yes. bathroom. Yes. So, um, yes. so I'm, I'm, I always am. I'm in the, <laughs> the Palace of Porcelain. One of the rock station guys says to me, he says, said, if they built a bridge to Hawaii, could you drive on it? And I said, you know, I'd probably have to take some anxiety drugs because I would probably freak out eventually. I, I, and, and I get, like how are I get really a little bit of desi- I get a little bit of anxiety on on bridges and like super high ramps sometimes and I don't know why and anxiety is a weird thing but um, my son does it's a it's a drag oh man so he's afraid we're gonna fall off or it's gonna collapse and I can anybody who's ever driven to uh, South Lake Tahoe um, and 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 it's a California uh, Highway 50. It, you're driving through the woods, driving through the woods, driving through the woods for a long damn time, uh, curving back and forth. A lot of pine trees, really lovely. Uh, there's a quaint little tourist town, honey. More driving through the woods. Then all of a sudden, with no warning, you are on the edge of a cliff looking 1,500 feet down with just a little aluminum guardrail between you and a caveman death. And the only thing I ever think is, wow, what a gorgeous view. Right. Look, I'm with passengers. Go, oh, my God! Oh, be oh my God! Be what is there? Something in the car? <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Is there a wasp in the car? Um, and and you know, it's funny. Uh, the rational brain, my rational brain, and my irrational brain have this giant fight. Where my rational brain is thinking is saying, "You've driven millions of miles. You're a much better driver than the average person. This is a good car. Your tires are reasonably new. It would take a bizarre circumstance beyond all reason for anything bad to happen." The other part of my brain is saying, "Don't fall." God, it's weird. You just, and you have no control over that. Right? I don't. I don't have a half of one percent of anxiety about that. Just doesn't even. I didn't even and know yet people your kid did. Does and my kid has? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird. So anyway, but I picture myself on the bridge to Hawaii, starting off being very excited. 
Is I mean, this especially a Jerry Brown, if it's high Is this up. a Jerry Brown project that I just heard oh, about? Oh, yeah, as soon as the bullet train's done. <laughs> and it's going to cost uh, $8 billion to $400 billion <laughs> somewhere. But I can picture myself like being really excited and thinking, wow, this is amazing. Honey, yell if you see a whale, you know, and, and slowly getting like 400 miles out in the Pacific and thinking, if we go over the edge, it's just, it's death. Probably eaten by sharks. Probably chewed apart by sharks. And just slowly, you know, going slower and slower and going more and more toward the exact middle of the road till I'm doing 10 miles per hour straddling <laughs> the lane marker right in the middle. You're I'm dribbling down your side. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, they would have to have some sort of floating rest stop because it'd take you a very long time. Driving from Miami to Key West is mostly bridge over the ocean. I was going to ask you about that. And it's uh, quite a ways, 150 yeah. miles or something. Yeah. Like that. I forget. You, you got the Coronado Bridge, San Diego. It's a, it's a landmark and absolutely gorgeous. Uh, I'd prefer to be in one of the middle lanes. Uh, the Bay Bridge, which I'm on really, all the that's time. That's interesting. I just never think of that. On the other yeah. hand, people would say to me, why are you worried about getting a shot? It doesn't hurt. Right. I mean, it hurts about as much as a mosquito bite. Um, What's interesting is it came on uh, late in life, and I have no idea why. Oh, I don't want to hear that. Yeah. So there are things I'm not afraid of now I could end up being afraid of? Yeah. I don't want that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, afraid. <laughs> I was comfortable with what I am. Afraid is is almost the wrong word, or it's almost not quite a good enough word, because it's um it's a sudden and irrational deep animal revulsion. It's like the same thing if you saw a lion charging out of the bushes. It's it's completely involuntary and irrational. Not as in, honey, you're being irrational, but in terms of being just completely like brain stem. Yeah, my youngest son has that every second of his life. Yeah, oh my God. Which is why he's uh, paralyzed by fear all the time. But yeah, um, yeah. yeah just has no control over that. Yeah. My oldest son just occasionally gets it. But yeah, like going over a bridge. Are we going to tip over? No. We're not going to tip over. It's oh, no. never happened in the history nope. of the world. Millions of cars pass over this bridge. and <laughs> But I know that that logic doesn't work. So no. what's the point of even trying, I guess? Right. It's a, You know what? It reminds me very much of my neighbor when I was growing up in Chicagoland. We, no, no fences. There are no privacy fences. Nobody. I know California is amazing. Nobody has a privacy fence. You stand in your backyard. You look four yards over. You see your buddy Dave and you say, hey, Dave, how you doing? How does that work with dogs? Ah, precisely. Uh, my next door neighbor. A lot fewer dogs when I was a kid. I was about eight or so when my next door neighbors uh, moved out and some new folks moved in. Actually, they're they're pretty nice people, but they had a big bull mastiff that, to an eight year old, was the size of a lion, and this thing would charge at you through their backyard into my backyard and stop four feet short of you, <laughs> and and nothing ever happened other than that. But, yeah, it's it's about the same feeling when one of those irrational animal phobia, fear, anxiety things comes over. It's 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 sucky. That was a very good big dark or big dog bark. <laughs> I thank you. I had plenty of chance to work on it. Yeah. Yeah. That freaking dog. Oh, I hated it. Hated it. I'm trying to remember its name. Mm. The big dog next door. I don't mean Bill Clinton either. So have you? Can they do uh, hypnosis or anything to do to get rid of that? Probably, yeah. Or, they're probably uh, yeah. I'll bet. I'll bet that would work for a lot of people in a lot of ways. What's uh, the the? And know, then I don't you got make, your drugs and stuff, but I don't want to make this the Ryan Seacrest or Kelly Ripa show or whatever. But do you have a an anxiety we haven't already mentioned that's like that with you? Because man, that's that sucks. About the only one I can think of is the medical stuff. 
I don't know if I have another one, but it just, and, and I'll think, okay, not, you're not going to get worked up about it this time. You're getting a blood draw. It's right. not a big deal. It doesn't hurt. You know it doesn't hurt. And then at some point, it'll just like overwhelm my body. Oh, my God. Right, <laughs> you know, I got to right. get out of here. Yeah. And it's just, I think it, it makes no logical sense. Well, to some extent, it's it becomes a fear of fear because it grows in your mind. Right. Uh, yeah, I know. And, I know that's yeah. the way it works, but I don't have it for ski lifts or cliffs or any of the other stuff but i have it when i'm in social oh, situations God, ski lifts that's more or less why i don't ski i mean it's part of it i just hate it so much the ski I, lift? i'd prefer to put my skis on my shoulder and walk up the hill <laughs> it'd take me like four and a half hours and i'd be far too exhausted to ski by the time i got to the top our text line is 415-295-KFTC i've known some people that public speaking was that level of fear one or more of my kids is a struggling with anxiety of various sorts too it's really it's it's crazy and and there's and we've talked about this before and we'll continue to <sighs> did people just not talk about it uh, no or no, admit it no, in days no, gone by no, or no, is it no, way worse than no. it used to be it would be in literature or songs or movies or something right. it's, it's it's something something is in either it's something about the way we're um raising each other or uh, there's plastics or it's environmental, uh, weed killer, or plastic, you know, something. smartphones, social media screens everywhere. Never alone with our own thoughts. It could be that. Could be that. Maybe it's just the lack of quiet time. The amount of quiet time people used to get not that long ago. Right. Completely different world. Maybe it's that the brain just doesn't get a chance to calm down. Well, they say your quiet time is your neurological filing time, where you put everything where it's supposed to be. Um, and, uh, yesterday I would never do that picture how your desk would be. Yeah. Yesterday I had roughly zero minutes of that. Whereas, you know, a couple generations ago you would have had, I don't know, I had six hours of quiet time today or 12 hours of quiet time today Yeah, versus zero. You were going to say, uh, well, that explains why when Marshall walked in the room, you squoze off four shots at him. Oh yeah. I didn't see you there. The pistol you always carry. You're obviously anxious in social situations when the weather or when the conversation goes too much small talk and it's like weather and stuff, that's when I get anxiety. I got to get out of this room. Huh. Really, I can't. I can't put up with menial. Like, oh, we're not actually discussing anything, advancing our knowledge of things. Okay, I'm going to go find someone else to talk and to. And some people crave that; they love it. I remember at some point, this is when I like stopped going to these certain kind of bars and hanging around certain kind of people. I remember at some what point, kind? I don't remember what age I was. <laughs> it was a younger crowd, uh, you know, twenties and thirties or whatever. And I, th- I remember thinking to myself, as, as they were all talking, I thought, I can't listen to a conversation about how great Joe Montana was again in my life. <laughs> I just can't do it while we stand wow. around and drink beer. I wow. just cannot do it. I'm officially done with this particular social setting <laughs> for the rest of my life. Wow. <laughs> I can remember the moment. Like a light switch. Yeah. Yeah. Done here. I can't hear this again from you or anyone else. Got a nice note from uh, Richard in the San Diego area asking um, two people from each party that we would like to see run for president in 2020. Now, on the one hand, that's talking about the 2020 election. Yeah, this is more of a thought experiment. Than yeah, a- I've actually uh, cooked up um, a couple. Do they have to be alive? Yeah. Well, okay. yes. I can't go with Cato and George Washington. I'll, I'll recheck the, the Constitution, but yes. <laughs> the guy who lived behind OJ's house? <laughs> yes, Cato Kalen, Sean, that's right. And George Washington. It's an uh, odd pairing. <laughs> You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. 
Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Flying. This is for people who have um, the super fear or anxiety or whatever you want to call it that they can't control. Dentist, public speaking, the usual spiders. God, my wife has that with spiders, just like paralyzed if she sees one. You know, this same wife that picked up a snake yesterday with her hand so Henry could touch a snake. Uh, can't move if she sees a spider. Yeah, I'd just as soon, you know, relocate it outside. They eat bugs. They're I have a no part of feeling whatsoever about a spider. I heard an interesting theory about What about like a foot-long rat <laughs> comes out from under your bed suddenly, glowing red eyes? Well, I'd go, ah, but then I'd be, okay, it's a rat. <laughs> On wild, so many people have that top fear of public speaking, and anthropologically, back in kind of our smaller tribal days, the only time you would ever really publicly speak is when you were trying to convince the rest of the tribe that you still belong to be there. Like so, there, there's a there's a weird kind of ostracization. Let's have a hearing of whether he should still be here. That's uh, an oversimplification of it, but it was essentially you were you would be addressing the tribe in in some sort of uh, trial, for lack of a better term. Was the only time that public speaking was done back in the day. I'm sure I'm buying that, but it's you, an interesting I'm, thought. If you were just going to go with evolution which happens very, very slowly. That's part of the problem with the whole evolution thing for humans is things have changed so quickly we can't evolve, really, mm-hmm. uh, to, to match it. But um, if you're going to go with evolution, you'd think we would be getting less frightened of things with the ability of our giant brains to say, that's not a danger. Sure. That it would be healthier for us, we'd be more likely to be productive and uh, raise healthy offspring if we didn't get... a. a illogically afraid of spiders or public speaking or whatever it is, but we're going the other direction. Mm-hmm. I think for some sort of, like we talked about something in the, in the water, in the plastic, in the cell phones, in the air, in the medicines. and the, Not all change is progress. They'll figure it out someday and they'll wonder about the many generations that lived during, during, remember the era where they thought plastic was a good idea? They're surrounded by plastic and everybody was going crazy and killing themselves. Oh, that meant I meant to get to the, we'll get to that later. The suicide stats for young people that are, oh. that are just just a, a sharp increase that started at the same time social media and smartphones came around. Not a coincidence. Yeah, yeah. And not like a little increase. Skyrocketing. Yeah, and there's no reason to think that that's uh, going to end anytime soon either. In a related story, I like this lead. I'm still trying to nail down whether the story is true because we get sent a lot of things that, that tend to fit our worldview uh, that are bold dung, and I try to call, you know, I try to call that out when I see it. But if there's one place on earth you'd go to see the dumbest ideas imaginable put into practice, I'd probably tell you it's UC Berkeley, University of California, Berkeley. Uh, perhaps the most liberal school in the country, it's a perfect convergence of liberalism and Ivy Tower elitism. It's the kind of place that is convinced that idiotic ideas will not only work, but will flourish. The latest bit of evidence for that assertion. Uh, a request that campus police not use the restrooms on campus because it triggers students. Yes, really. A redacted email to Chancellor Carol Christ from an unidentified security patrol officer was published, uh, etc. 
The email is dated um, late last year. The context is last year's free speech week activities headlined by provocateur Milo Yiannopoulos. Uh, the officer is not identified by gender, but uh, says it's a male. 25-year-old, uh, 25-year veteran said he and his colleagues have never been treated with such disrespect and disregard as they were during free speech week. They were using a ballroom to rest and eat in the student union building, and it was completely understandable when they were asked to use an external stairwell to get in and out of the bathroom so as not to disrupt student activities. What was offensive and unacceptable was when they were asked to not use any restrooms in the building as it was upsetting some students. Yeah, that's interesting. Depends on the life you grew up with. I know some people, when they see a cop, get worried. I see a cop, and I think, good, there's a cop around. I'm happy if I see a cop around. Cop driving through the neighborhood, to me, is good news. There's a cop around. Um, But I know for some of you, that's not that way. The idea that you'd get triggered by a cop peeing in Berkeley, California? Please. I won't defend that. I get what you're saying. But we're not talking about, you know, South Central in the midst of the Rodney King thing. We're to the free speech week deal. If I even see a policeman, I freak out. Well, you're a baby. Uh, hey, Chargers fans, Junior Seau's daughter is uh, got a little video out, home movies and that sort of stuff, making the rounds, it's talking to people. documentary, I think. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. Um, talking about how her dad changed over the years from taking all those blows to the head before he finally killed himself. Yeah. And uh, that's the latest getting a lot of attention football star who, uh, well, had his brain battered into, uh, she says, because I've seen a little bit of her interview, he just, he just was changing rapidly into a different human being right right how disturbing oh my god yeah yeah wow this is a downer of a show we gotta do this friday who would listen to this gotta be a little more upbeat we gotta come did i tell you about the canadian oh, this is the first day of autumn <laughs> the first day of autumn is when you start to get serious yeah. right you put on your uggs i pronounce the n autumn your big woolly sweater i think where i live it's gonna be 95 today throw on a <laughs> scarf <laughs> <laughs> throw on a scarf exactly <laughs> A scarf and nothing else. <laughs> so there's this dead raccoon on the sidewalk uh, in Toronto. Uh, thank you for letting us know, says Animal Control. Uh, Animal Services has been notified. Uh, and there it sits. Uh, and then somebody left a note. Rest, dear raccoon. Help is on the way from the city. And that was a few minutes later. A few minutes after that, somebody has put a rose in the arm of the dead raccoon. Next to the note, a framed photograph of a raccoon next to the raccoon. That's pretty funny. Then there are several more cards next to the raccoon. Not long after that, the raccoon is still there. There are still more cards. There are more flowers. There is a big card with a pen that people can sign and many have. (laughs) Wait, there are some more flowers. That's hilarious. Uh, there, oh, now there are candles next to it. Multiple <laughs> candles. It's still laying in the street. There's a Jesus candle. Priceless. Oh, that's great. One headline, Marshall. Trump unleashes Twitter storm on Kavanaugh accuser. No! Yeah, for better or worse. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. As a- Answered your uh, question of uh, who you'd like to see run for president in 2020. Uh, but a lot of people throw out the, the name Trey Gowdy. I saw him interviewed yesterday on a show, oh, yeah. and I thought, man, he is good. And you talk about somebody who 
who who calls him as a season. Wait a second, are you for Trump or against Trump? I can't figure it out, Trey. Well, when he when he did this, I think he's getting screwed by the media. When he did this, I think he's screwing himself. A Trey Gowdy would say. Um, but he he has no interest in. Uh, it was brought up yesterday the whole attorney general job, and he said he has no interest in yeah. that job. <laughs> so. How dare you? Didn't think he could get confirmed either. He was hilarious. He said, heavens no. I don't think the Republicans would approve me. <laughs> Joe is dying. Me. Would you have yeah. any final words? Uh, Can you yeah. mouth the mouth, Joe? I'm coming yeah. right over. Uh, no, sir. I'll get out of the way. I got you, buddy. No, just no, I have your car. This is happening. Uh, this, this, this. <laughs> I enjoy that more than I thought I would. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, my final words are, uh, those who have wronged me, I will haunt your ass. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> those are good final words. Anytime anything bad happens or you hear a weird noise, that's me. Yeah. It's me. <laughs> you know, I'd, I would like to address the fabulous question from Richard and Poway, but I, I can't because I'm dying. Well, maybe later. Uh, perhaps you... I'll come back and haunt the next segment. Uh, let's get the news now with Marshall. Now, jumping into the fray, President Trump says the woman accusing Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh of sexual assault should have reported it to police at the time. Wow. Nice job of not shutting up anymore Got, and ruining it. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was a great move that he stayed out of it all week long so that, that people didn't have the opportunity to, even more than it already is, make it about Trump. And then to weigh in with something that we've learned throughout the hashtag MeToo era. I would have agreed with him pre-Harvey Weinstein. But there have been enough women out there now to just recognize it's a thing. You have this experience in your life. God, and this girl was 15 if it happened. 35-year-olds do it. 40-year-olds do it where they don't tell anybody for a variety of reasons. It's just human nature. Accept it. Trump in his Twitter storm also added, Judge Brett Kavanaugh is a fine man with an impeccable reputation who is under assault by radical left-wing politicians who don't want to know the answers. They just want to destroy and delay. Facts don't that's matter. That's true. I'm sh- I still don't not sure is, uh, that tweet helps him, but it, yeah. that, that's true. That was borderline. He could have gotten away with that, though. Yeah, facts don't matter. I go through this with them every single day in D.C., The radical left lawyers want the FBI to get involved now. Why didn't somebody call the FBI 36 years ago? Question. See, that gets back to the, we we have plenty of test cases around the country and around the world of why women don't go to their spouses, the authorities, HR or whatever. You just, you don't. Meanwhile, as it stands now, the negotiations are pretty much where they've been for maybe the last 12, 14 hours. You've got uh, Christine Blasey Ford's lawyers saying she is willing to testify next week, not on Monday, on Thursday. If she does testify, she wants to testify after Kavanaugh, not before. So they're, they're shooting for Thursday. Still don't have any resolution to this that I know of. So it's still the back and forth of negotiation. Yes, Sean. One of the more interesting kind of variables, and I feel like Kavanaugh kind of painted himself into a corner with his initial response of not, that's not my recollection of the evening, but with the whole, I was never even at that party. Right. right. That changes what the people have to prove. They don't have to prove that he actually tried to to do what she said she did. Right. All they have to prove is that he was at this party. That would yeah, that would help a lot. He'd be, he'd be in a bad situation. I'm, I'm surprised he said that, too. I'd like to talk to a lawyer who'd say, is that a good idea or a bad idea? Because, again, I don't know how you could nail that down. Um, If you go back that many years ago, I was trying to think of something similar. Like, I only bowled 
five times in college. Right. But I couldn't tell you I was never at that bowling alley. Right. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know how he could possibly could say he was never at that party. That's a, it's an interesting blanket statement to make. It gives, and again, and if, if they could somehow nail down that he was at that party, right. it'd be hugely it, damaging it just, yeah. for him. It just gives the opponents a much easier target sure. to aim for. Yeah, yeah. Quick note, if you want a straw with your drink or soda with your child's meal at a California restaurant, you're going to need to ask for them starting next year. we got a law signed by Governor Brown that makes California the first state to bar full-service restaurants from automatically giving out single-use plastic straws. I was at a uh, restaurant yesterday that's in a city where they've already banned the straws, and uh, no straw with my water. And I prefer a straw with water, but for some reason I didn't want to ask for one. I felt like I was giving in or something. Cleveland Browns win one, ending their 21-game winless streak. They had a victory over the Jets, 21 back to 17. They hadn't won a game since 2016? Right, Christmas That's Eve incredible. 2016. It was a rough night for New York rookie quarterback uh, Sam Darnold, who threw two interceptions. Darnold back on first and 10. Steps, 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 fires, has picked off! They Over. got it! Joe Schobert got it! He picked it off at the 43-yard line. Is this how it feels? Is this how it feels to win? <laughs> that was great. That's, that is awesome. <laughs> there you go. That's First, a- you had a season and a half to figure out how you're going to call a win. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. God, that is something. 2016 since the last win. And a possum in the stand. Didn't they just have one that year? Yep. Yeah. Oh, that's pathetic. When they started the season with a tie in week one this year, on the little bottom line ESPN ticker, they had the, the record Browns, 0-0-1, parentheses, best start since 20-0-something, or right. whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. boy. Wow. So I'm back. Glad to be back on the show. I often eat tuna as a snack. Apparently one of the tuna decided to... Fight back. <laughs> Snack on you. Glad you're well now. So uh, your Alexa is going to invade every part of your home. Oh, good. That's, is that, that, that's a hope, I guess. Technology is going to take over your house and spy on everything. You can count on that. Uh, we're going to learn about that from a Washington Post reporter we love, Jeff Fowler, coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Speakers are a big thing, no doubt about that. I just I saw that last quarter, Google's smart speaker, whatever that is, what's it called? Google's yeah, uh, Google's got Google one. Assistant. Google Assistant outsold Jimmy the the I don't know outsold the Alexa uh, <laughs> last quarter, and everybody's oh, got an it? Alexa. So I mean, Which is an Echo, but people call it the Alexa. So yeah. what's the Google thing? I can't remember. I don't know. Jeffrey the spy, Fowler the Russian that. spy. That's, That's what right. I call it. That's what they ought to call it. Jeffrey Fowler is Washington Post tech columnist based in San Francisco and uh, always enjoyable to check in with him on uh, the stuff he's reporting on. Jeff, how are you, sir? I'm good. Just in from Seattle where I got to once again touch the future. In this case, it's a talking microwave. A talking microwave. <laughs> Finally. 
And what will the microwave say to me? Your food is hot on the outside and cold on the inside. You're a little chubby already. Why are you eating this, my microwave will say. Right. Well, it definitely will now know and keep track of every time you uh, need to reheat a Hot Pocket. <laughs> oh, good. Finally. Yeah. No, the, what's, so what's, what's happening here? So Amazon is trying to put Alexa in everything. So do you remember the old Sharper Image catalog where you could buy all those goofy things? Yeah. Um, yeah. So basically, that has now been replaced by Amazon with things with Alexa. So they are putting talking capability into microwaves, into uh, wall plugs, into wall clocks, into you name it. Amazon wants you to talk to it. Oh, okay, I, 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 I see how this is working. So it's just voice activated more or less. So I would just say microwave or Bill or whatever its name is. Bill? Uh, heat this up on high for one minute. Is that what we're looking at? Right. So the because the, the my fingers are so tired from pressing <laughs> those buttons. Right. So okay, excellent point. And of course, you also still have to put the food in yourself. But the the theory behind this, the reason why Amazon, the reason Amazon says you might want this, is that there's a lot of things that we don't necessarily know how to cook. You know, all those buttons on the microwave that you never press. Yes. You don't really know what they do. Right. Um, they could actually cook your food better if you were using it better. It's you know, I don't doubt problem. that. There are many buttons on the microwave, and I just go with high for a, m- a number of time for everything. I'm a Gordon Ramsay when it comes to power level and time on, on oh, cooking yeah. frozen reheated stuff. I'm a wizard with that. Really, I just go with the same thing, no matter what I'm cooking. Old simple well, so jack. Now, <laughs> now, <laughs> now Alexa could help you out with that. So I, uh, yesterday in Seattle, they were shooting this off, so they, they had a potato. So I was like, okay, how do, so I put the potato in the microwave, and then I said... Alexa, microwave one potato, and it knew that the exact setting and the exact amount of time was like six minutes and 34 seconds that it would take to cook a potato. So saving me like having to look up or having a gross overcooked potato or undercooked potato. So like there is there is some consumer benefit for that. And yeah, then, I actually can. That actually makes sense to me. And I, I dismiss almost all this stuff as something that I don't need. But that one makes sense to me. But how are how are we going to manage if if we've got 50 different devices in our house that respond to our voice okay and then and then my my wall clock my microwave my music player my everything says yes jack what would you like mm-hmm. at the same time how do, how do we do with that indeed so that's a lot of microphones in your house now not all of these new amazon devices actually have the microphones built into them instead they're just connected to the internet so the case of the microwave it doesn't actually have a microphone in it you're supposed to talk to one of those Amazon Echo speaker. Okay, so it's a connected, so I just say, Alexa, have the micro. Okay, I get it. Um, If I can get nerdy with you for a second. Please. What's happening here is Amazon is trying to make the smart home actually happen. Smart home is this thing we've been talking about forever, which is like connecting everything in your house to the Internet so that it can can work together and then be hacked by Russians. No, I mean, it can work together. What if the Russians find out how many frozen burritos I eat a month? (laughs) Then what am I going to do? Now, this make this is the first time that anybody good, you know, it doesn't surprise me that Amazon came up with a good example. The microwave thing thing, I think, oh, okay, cuz they always use the example of you could open and close your garage door. From, okay, great. Whoop de doo. Uh, I actually have the garage door thing and I like it a lot cuz I always forget to to close the garage door. But anyway, go ahead. I I've had a garage door opener since I don't know, the 70s. It just doesn't seem like that big a deal. Yeah, I'm still impressed. <laughs> One button. <laughs> Uh, Jeffrey Fowler, Washington Post tech columnist, is based in San Francisco. Hey, tell us about the Amazon smart plug. I've got I, even a clock. I can imagine. Well, maybe it changes times automatically, or I, you know, I read part of your piece that shows timers. But what does the smart plug do? 
Yeah, it's an extension of the same idea. So the plug is able to remotely turn on and off anything that you have plugged into it. So a lamp, a coffee maker, you name it. And then you tell Alexa what to, to call that thing. So then you would say, uh, you know, Alexa, turn off the living room lamp and it would just turn off or turn on again. And then beyond just talking to it, then you can set up automations and routines. So you could have every night before you bed, you, you go to bed, you could whisper sweet nothings to Alexa and tell her, Alexa, I'm going to bed. And then all the lights in your house would turn off automatically or whatever you wanted to happen at that time. Hmm. Interesting. You know, uh, you also mentioned in your piece um, how they're concentrating a lot on the kitchen so you can do things with junk all over your hands, which would be yep. nice because I can't tell you when I'm cooking. I, I do a lot of barbecuing and stuff, and I, I'm going to handle a chicken, put on the rub, wash my hands, grab this, then do it more, wash my hands. and So I, I guess that would be kind of good. God, these are all such <laughs> minor adjustments in life, though. God, well, the lamp's going to turn off instead of me walking over and turning it off. It's just... And it's a minor it's really thing. It's such a different strategy from Apple, right, which has the new iPhones out today. You know, Apple and Samsung are trying to push people to buy, you know, another really expensive phone or another really expensive tablet for the holidays. And instead of that, Amazon's going completely the other direction. They've got all these cheap things. That microwave costs 60 bucks, right? So they're saying, like, hey, just get this cheap thing. You can still use it as a normal thing, but it might have this extra benefit. So they're trying to do a sneaky slide-in gift thing which mm. might which they think might slowly you know make the smart home happen and of course amazon's ultimate goal here is put itself at the center of our lives on that microwave there's also a button that automatically will reorder popcorn from amazon for you wow yeah wow. That, you're you're a, a, a tech reporter not an economics reporter but there's there's a couple of articles out recently about is is amazon a monopoly in the way that the railroads were in the late 1800s, and if they get more into our homes, it's going to be harder to make the argument that they're not. Well, uh, let me walk out my front door and jump in my car where the Echo Auto is uh, apparently coming onto the scene, Jeff. Yep, another new talking thing. So Amazon wants to be everywhere, not just in your home. So in your car, this thing, um, it connects via Bluetooth to your phone. So that's how it gets you know, internet service, and that's how Alexa is able to talk to you, and then it plugs into your audio system if you want, so you can, you know, have it also then play, um, you know, streaming radio or music or whatever you want, um, so that replacing the need for, you know, a, a satellite radio subscription or your old CD collection or whatever it might be, um, and then it can also now, uh, in this device, Alexa is location aware, so that she can give you directions, help you get to where you need to go. And record um, so, all of my conversations and my bad off-key singing and send them to the tabloids. Yeah, what about the, <laughs> the privacy stuff? They had to address that. They did not, which was really interesting to me. I mean, Amazon got a super black eye, you might remember this spring, when a family got um, caught that their conversations were being recorded and sent to somebody else by one of these devices and Amazon's response to that at the time was kind of like, oopsie, that was like a series of unfortunate events, whatever. So I was sure that yesterday they were going to, you know, take this opportunity to talk, talk about it. Um, but they didn't. Uh, and, and I think that's a, that's a real miss. I think Amazon presumes that, you know, Americans have really sort of accepted that we're going to have microphones. I think all they over might our be home. right. I think they might be right. It yeah. bothers me, <clears throat> but I think they might be right. Most people don't care. Well, and so the Google Home Mini was the world's best-selling smart speaker in the second quarter of the year. Then the Echo Dot, which is an Amazon product, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Google's ruling this space, too. The Dot's just the smaller version. Or at least winning, yeah. 
for, for, for the moment, yeah. I mean, obviously, Google wants all of these things as well. They just want you to use the Google flavor of them. They want to rule the smart home. Um, and you know, they want you to use more Google services. And arguably, Google has a better argument because they already run so much of our stuff in our lives. Yeah. They know more information about us. Have you used them both? Is the Google one better than the, uh, the Amazon one? You guys should see my house. I have like a, a table where all of the talking ladies get together. Uh, so I have, I have the, the Google Assistant. I've got the Amazon Echo. I've got the Apple HomePod. I've had the Microsoft Cortana one. They're, they're all there. Um, look, in terms of getting stuff done and getting the answers you want, um, I think the Google is actually the best. Oh, really? Um, That's interesting. Yeah, in term, yeah but in terms of, uh, you know, just sort of being with me and wherever I need to go, I think Siri is, is doing the job. Um, but I don't think any one of them is significantly ahead of them. And, and in many ways, series is sort of stupider about other tasks, but oh. it's the one that's on my phone, so it's you know, the one that ends up getting used. Do they ever start listening to each other and, like, responding to each other? Has that ever happened? Um, not intentionally, uh, but I'm, I'm preparing for that day with a bunker underneath my house <laughs> where I'm going to uh, you know, just subsist off of all of the popcorn that I left the order. I'm picturing an episode of The View uh, populated by hockey pucks and Coke cans yelling at each other. But, yeah. uh, Jeffrey Fowler, Washington Post tech columnist. Hey, Jeff, it's always great to talk to you. Thanks, man. Yeah, take care. All right, you got it. Uh, this entire conversation, delightful as it is, is making me drive, uh, want to drive into the woods at 100 miles per hour and never come back. I do love mm-hmm. the ability to play any song ever recorded at you know, a moment's notice. Play Fleur Freebird! You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.